بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قال المصنف أبي إسحاق الإلبيري رحمه الله وصل من ربك التوفيق فيها وأخلص في السؤال إذا سألت بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وبعد We praise and thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala our creator We invoke peace and blessings on our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam On his family, his companions and all those that follow the right path until the day of resurrection We are still in the manzuma of Abi Ishaq al-Ilbiri on the importance of seeking knowledge, uh, especially Islamic knowledge, and also the importance of good behavior. So after explaining what he explained about the world and how we are supposed to relate to the things of the world, he says, وَسَلْ مِنْ رَبِّكَ التَّوْفِيقَ فِيهَا These things cannot be attained without the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Only Allah can help us to do what is supposed to be done. If a person thinks he can be a good man by his own power, or he can be righteous and pray five times a day by his own power, then that person is very mistaken because tawfiq comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you manage to do the things that Allah has commanded you to do, it's because Allah has helped you to be as such. If you manage to pray, you manage to fast, you manage to obey Allah in most things, it's because of the tawfiq that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. So even for those who are struggling in these matters, like praying is difficult, they find it difficult, or fasting is difficult for them, or obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is difficult for them, the first thing that they need to ask for is Allah's help, his tawfiq. Only Allah can help us. We can put in our efforts, but it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that can help us. وَمَا تَشَاءُونَ إِلَّا أَنْ يَشَاءَ اللَّهُ رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ so, وَسَلْمِ الرَّبِّكَ التَّوْفِيقَ فِيهَا You ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give you tawfiq in the, in the world. As you try hard, always pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the messenger of Allah, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, used to pray in his salah, Allahumma ya muqallib al-qulub, thabbit qalbi ala deenik. Allah, you turn the hearts of men. Make my heart firm on your religion. And yet he is the messenger of Allah. He is the one that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave this deen to come and propagate it to the people. But still he needs Allah's help in order for him to remain firm and steadfast on this religion. Naam. No, no, no. The second part of the bait. Naam. So when you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, have ikhlas. You're supposed to be sincere in what you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah wants to see sincerity in our, in our hearts. When you say, Ya Allah, I want to be a good man. Uh, I want to be able to follow what you asked us to follow. This must be coming from the bottom of your heart. You must really be willing. Don't just say it for the sake of saying. 
you should be disappointed. Every one of us should be disappointed with our lack of proper effort. All of us are full of taqsir. We don't do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would love us to do. So you're supposed to have this sincerity in your heart in asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us guidance. Naam. ونادي إذا سجدت له اعترافا نعم بما ناداه ظنون ابن متى نعم so when you prostrate to Allah when you wake up in the night and you put your forehead to the ground asking Allah سبحانه وتعالى for this توفيق you have to make a confession in the same way that the son of متى made his confession who is the son of متى Yunus Yunus, sahibun noon, the one who was swallowed by the fish, he made i'tiraf to Allah, he confessed to Allah, la ilaha illa ant, there is no one deserving worship except you, O Allah. Where did he make that confession? In the belly of the fish. It swallowed him, and in the depths of the sea, he said, la ilaha illa ant, there is no one deserving worship. Subhanak, glorified be you. Inni kuntu min al-zalimin. I was of the wrongdoers. And all of us find ourselves in the same situation. We are all wrongdoers. We need to confess to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we haven't been perfect. We've not done what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to do. This dua is indispensable. Everyone needs it. Because all of us are wrongdoers. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu min al-zalimin. Everyone needs it. So when you wake up in the night, if you want to defeat the shahwa, the desires of the world, wake up, put your forehead to the ground, and say to Allah, La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu min al-zalimin. I was of those who did wrong things. And when you look back at your life, when I look back at my life, how many wrong things have we done? We have not been good. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to confess in order for Allah to give us this tawfiq. Naam. Naam. When you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's like you are knocking at Allah's door. Keep knocking. Allah's door, don't knock once, don't knock twice. La zimbabahu, don't leave his door. Don't ever leave Allah's door. Even when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you what you need, remain always at Allah's door. Never leave that place. Always stay at Allah's door and keep knocking every time. If you're asking for something and Allah gives it to you, don't walk away. Remain at Allah's door and keep knocking, keep asking. We're always in need, aren't we? I want to tell you something. The greatest man is he that needs Allah all the time. The greatest man or the richest man is he that needs Allah all the time. And the poorest man is he that thinks he does not need Allah. Sounds like a paradox. But that is the truth. If you see a person needing Allah, then he is a very rich man. That's why we keep asking Allah, saying, Allah, make us rich 
through needing you. If I need Allah, then I'm rich. If you find yourself in a situation where you feel you need Allah, you need him every time, then you're a rich man. But if you find yourself in a situation when you find, uh, I mean, where you find yourself not needing Allah, you think you don't need him, then you're such a poor man. Ask Allah that you should need him. Make that dua. Allah, I ask you that I should need you all the time. I should not feel so independent that I don't need you. The moment you start feeling like that, then you are destroyed. Mankind becomes pompous each time he feels he is self-sufficient. He feels he doesn't need Allah. We must need Allah all the time. So, la zimbabahu, always be at Allah's door. and keep knocking. Allah is going to open. Allah is going to open and Allah is going to give you what you want. But even when you get what you want, don't walk away. وَإِذَا مَسَّ الْإِنسَانَ ضُرٌّ دَعَانَا لِجَنْبِهِ أَوْ قَاعِدًا أَوْ قَائِمًا فَلَمَّا كَشَفْنَا عَنْهُ ضُرَّهُ مَرَّ كَأَنْ لَمْ يَدْعُنَا إِلَى ضُرٍّ مَسَّهُ كَذَلِكَ زُيِّنَ لِلْمُسْرِفِينَ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ وَإِذَا مَسَّ الْإِنسَانَ ضُرٌّ when harm comes to mankind, da'ana, you find him calling upon us. Da'ana, he calls upon us. Uh, uh, how's the ayah? Da'ana li jambihi qa'idan qa'ima. He will call us on his side, or standing, or sleeping. In all positions, he will be asking Allah, Ya Allah, Ya Allah. فَلَمَّا كَشَفْنَا عَنْهُ ضُرَّهُ when we take away his problem, he just, just disappears as if he never used to call on us. So he comes to sit at Allah's door when he needs something. When he feels self-sufficient, he feels it's now safe to walk away. But soon, he will need to come to Allah's door again. Because the troubles of the world never come to an end. Today you have one problem. Maybe your problem today or my problem today might be poverty. Allah might solve that problem. The poverty is gone. Tomorrow it will be health. I have the money, but my health is not good. Where will I go? I have to come back to Allah. Right. Then my, my health is okay. And I have money. Then the next day, family problems. Problems with my family problems with my wife, my children, where will I go? I come back to Allah's door to knock again. You, you're better off sitting right there at Allah's door every time. Keep knocking every day. That's why dua is ibadah. Dua is not when you are in need. Dua, prayer, supplication is not only when you're going through trouble. Supplication is a part of our life. It's ibadah. وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمُ ادْعُونِي أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ عَنْ عِبَادَتِي سَيَدْخُلُونَ جَهَنَّمَ دَاخِرِينَ وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمْ And your Lord says, ادْعُونِي This is a command, ادْعُونِي All of you supplicate, make supplication to me. 
Dua is compulsory. We're supposed to be calling upon Allah every day. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to open the door. Allah is going to respond. But even when Allah does respond, that doesn't mean we should walk away. We remain remain at Allah's door. And keep knocking. Naam. Remember Allah often while you're on earth. So that you can also be remembered in heaven. It's quite simple. If you remember Allah often, Allah will remember you in heaven. That's the formula. Fafkuruni afkurkum. Remember me, I will remember you. Nasullaha, they forgot Allah, fanasiyahum, and Allah forgot them. Allah forgot about them. Nasullah, they forgot Allah, fanasiyahum, Allah also forgot about them. Ufkuruni, remember me. Afkurukum, I will also remember you. If you're always remembering Allah in salah, in reading Quran, in making dhikr, you remember Allah, I keep saying your voice becomes a familiar voice in heaven. Your voice is familiar in heaven. People in heaven know you, all right? You know, people we meet every day, people we talk to every day, we know their voices, right? Even before they walk into the masjid, if they're outside talking, we know exactly who's talking. How do we know them? Because we hear their voices often. For someone whose voice I don't hear often enough, someone whose voice I hear maybe once a year, it's difficult for me to actually recognize their voice if I don't see them. If they're talking outside the house, I won't recognize their voice. When you remember Allah, the angels hear the dhikr. And your voice becomes a familiar voice in heaven. Every time, subhanallah, subhanallah, the angels know your voice. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very familiar with your voice. Not that Allah is not I mean, familiar with some voices. He's familiar with all voices, but I mean your voice becomes a well-known voice, a friendly voice. So you are known. When you say, Ya Allah... I have a problem. Everyone, everyone in heaven knows you, right? It said, isn't that Fulan? Why isn't that Fulan? Well, we hear his voice every day in dhikr. We hear his voice every day in Quran. That is him. The same happened with the noon, Yunus, Jonah, when he cried out from the depths of the sea, in the belly of the fish, La ilaha illa anta subhanak, the angel said, isn't that Yunus? They know him. But for someone who doesn't know Allah, doesn't remember Allah, even if they cry out, that's a very unfamiliar voice. When the noon cried out, they said, Ya Allah, that is Yunus. And he's in the depths of the sea. And Allah has said about him, فَلَوْلَا أَنَّهُ كَانَ مِنَ الْمُسَبِّحِينَ If he was not among the glorifiers, those that glorify Allah, if he wasn't among them, لَلَبِثَ فِي بَطُنِهِ He was going to live there 
Until the day of resurrection. If he was not among the glorifiers of Allah, he was going to live in the belly of the fish until the day of judgment. This is not just about Yunus, it's about you, it's about me. If we are not among the glorifiers of Allah, if we don't glorify Allah, when we are in trouble, we will live in that trouble until the day of judgment. You have to be a glorifier for Allah to pull you out of your trouble. Subhanallah. Call upon Allah. If he was not among those that glorify Allah, he was going to live there until the day of judgment. So I was saying, which bait was I explained, Sheikh Sulaiman? So if you remember Allah often, then your problems will be taken care of very easily because your voice is a familiar voice in heaven. That's why some people would rather send someone else to to make dua for them. You know they're thinking, your voice is better known there. That's the logic. What do you think the logic is? It's like a person who has access to someone very rich and he's known by the person. And you have no access, so you tell them, please, I... You can, you can tell him that. And usually, usually, I think you agree with me, it's, uh, it's usually never the same, is it? A message carried by someone, Fulan says he has a problem. Usually the rich man says, ah, okay, no, we'll, we'll look into it. He won't debate on your, on your behalf. I mean, the message has been delivered, right? You gave me a message and I told him and he said, next time, inshallah. Anything I can do? Because it's a message that has to be delivered on your behalf by someone. But a message that you deliver on your own, right? Imagine if you have access to, to that man and you go in there and he says, okay, we'll see what we can do next week. He says, no, 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 please. My, my problem is very, very urgent. Because you're there yourself. You can, you can negotiate yourself. So the more you remember Allah, the more dhikr you make, the more access you have to Allah, the more access you have to the Mala'ul A'la. Naam. وَلَا تَقُلِ الصَّبَا فِيهِ مَجَالٌ وَفَكِّرْ كَمْ صَغِيرٍ قَدْ دَفَنْتَ Naam. This nuskha is a bit different, but in some nuskh, وَلَا تَقُلِ الصِّبَا فِيهِ مَهْلٌ Instead of مَجَالٌ, it says, وَلَا تَقُلِ الصِّبَا فِيهِ مَهْلٌ don't say asiba. Asiba means youth. Because I am a young man. Fihi mahlun. I have a chance. La taqul asiba fihi mahlun. It's obvious that the man that Abu Ishaq al-Ilbiri, this Abu Bakr, is a younger man than Abu Ishaq al-Ilbiri himself. He says to him, La taqul asiba. Don't say because I am young. Fihi mahlun. Allah is going to to give me an opportunity. Don't think because I am young, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give me an opportunity to become good when I grow up. Just think about how many young people you have buried. When you start thinking, I'm a young man, 
and I still have an opportunity to make things right, ask yourself, how many young people have you buried? Personally, I, I took it upon myself the last time I visited the graveyard to uh, take a look at you know, the uh, uh, graveyard placards uh, looking at the years, like uh, born such and such a year, died such and such a year, and I, I did a physical count, and I discovered that there are actually more young people in the grave than, than elderly people. You, you do it yourself. Go, go and count, and you'll see this uh, amazing statistic. The majority are young people, 20, 30, uh, 18, 19, below uh, 40 years, you find very few, you know, elderly men, you count a few, but the majority are the younger people. So, Fakir, if you are thinking, well, I'm a young man and I have an opportunity, you ask yourself, how many young people have we buried? You ask yourself that. Also, look at the statistics. You know, every funeral, every Islamic funeral in our area is brought to the, to the masjid. You think, how many elderly people have we taken to the grave and how many young people, like in their 30s, 40s, have gone? You find that the majority are actually young people. So, Fakir, you think, how many young people, how many young people have you buried? So don't think, Allah give me an opportunity to make things right because I'm still young. There is no such opportunity. Anyone can die. Anytime. Another way, maybe you can take uh, 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 a walk to the, to the hospital, to the mortuary. Uh, speak to the mortuary attendant. Look at the stats. These are important statistics because uh, this, this is our home, isn't it? Uh, soon all of us will be there and we'll be in his hands anyway. Uh, soon all of us will be statistics. You ask him... Um, uh, how many over 60s have you, have you received, like, like uh, this week? Uh, how many are uh, below 60? How many are 30? How many are 20? You find the young people are dying in large numbers. So there is no guarantee. You can't say, uh, Asiba, because I'm young, then I'll get mahal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to give me an opportunity. There is no guarantee of such an opportunity. Now. Abu Ishaq changes uh, uh, his address. He says, I said, I've said a lot to you. Alright. To whom? Sheikh uh, Hassan. To whom? Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr, I've said a lot to you. Now it's your turn, Abu Bakr. You understand? I've said so much, but you say something, Abu Bakr. Kulli, I'll tell you what to say. Kulli, you say to me, Abu Bakr. Say to Abu Ishaq al-Ilbiri. Ya nasihi, you that is giving me the advice. You are more deserving of this advice than me. You tell me that. And that is the truth. When someone sits in front of you giving advice... They deserve, they need that advice more than you do. What I say today, I need it more than you do. My advice is more important to me than it is to you. I should advise myself much more than I advise you. 
I should account for myself much more than I account for you. In fact, I'm not supposed to be accounting for you. I should be accounting for myself. So this advice says uh, Abu Ishaq al-Irbiri, I'm more deserving of this advice than you, Abu Bakr. I'm giving you advice, but I deserve it much more. And the wa'idh, the one who gives advice, is supposed to be in exactly such a position. وَالَّذِينَ يُوتُونَ مَا أَتَوْ وَقُلُوبُهُمْ وَجِلَةٌ أَنَّهُمُ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ رَاجِعُونَ And those who give what they give, but their hearts are afraid. This, this person is a giver. This man is a giver. He's giving sadaqah. He's giving sadaqah وَقُلُوبُهُمْ وَجِلَةٌ But his heart is scared. That Allah may not accept the sadaqah. The people who disobey Allah usually have a sense of security about them. They're the most secure people you'll ever see. They feel very safe. A person doesn't pray. He doesn't fast. And when you look at him, he's full of security. He looks, he looks all right. He has nothing to worry about. It's the people that pray, the people that fear Allah, that feel insecure. They have no security at all. Always they're afraid, they're thinking, Ya Allah, maybe, maybe this is not good enough. Maybe this is not acceptable. I'll ask you a question. Who do you find crying more out of the fear of Allah between a man who obeys Allah and one that does not obey Allah? Who cries more? Usually it's the man who obeys Allah. Why is he crying? He's supposed to feel better. He's supposed to be secure. But no, there is no security. Their hearts are afraid. He gives sadaqah and he is afraid that Allah may not accept it. He prays salah and he is afraid that Allah may not accept the salah. Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam and Ismail, after a noble act, building the Kaaba, the house of Allah, which is visited by every pilgrim. After building the house, they knelt down and raised their hands and said, Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta sami'ul alim. Our Lord, accept from us. Accept this. Because there is no guarantee that Allah is going to accept it. After doing a noble act, they are afraid. They slept very little at night. But in the morning, they start asking Allah for forgiveness. Someone who didn't sleep at night, he slept, I mean, he spent the night in ibadah. He was praying the whole night. In the morning, when he, uh, uh, after Salatul Fajr, he starts saying, Rabbi, my Lord, forgive me. And yet a man who was fast asleep and even missed the salah does not say astaghfirullah when he wakes up. The man who didn't sleep, the one who prayed the whole night is the one saying astaghfirullah, my Lord, forgive me. Forgive you for what? For praying. Wajila, he is afraid. And the man who didn't pray is not afraid at all. If you feel secure in the world, if you're not afraid in the world, if you can't cry for the sake of Allah in the world, you will cry on the day of resurrection. 
But if you cry for the sake of Allah in the world, you will not cry on the day of judgment. There is no fear upon them. And they have nothing to worry about. We people who feel so, so secure. And the people who do better than us are so afraid of Allah. So you say to me, Abu Bakr, you that's giving me advice. You deserve that advice more. And you say the same thing to me. It's not just about Abu Ishaq and Abu Bakr. You say the same thing to me. Everything I say here, I'm more deserving of that than anyone else. People don't sit in front of others to tell them about things because they are better than them. Far from it. They sit in front of others and address them because they also need that advice. When I give advice, I give the advice first to me, then to you. The first person to respond to the advice is supposed to be me. I'm a young man and you're telling me about my mistakes. You're an old man. You lived all your life full of mistakes. What are you telling me? You say that to me, Abu Bakr. Who's saying that? Abu Ishaq al-Ilbiri. Say to me, you're an old man. You lived a life full of mistakes. And then you come to me. I'm a young man. You start blaming me about my mistakes when all your life you were living in, in sin. And that is the truth. Is that not true? The majority of people who stand up today and advise the younger men about salah and about everything, how did they live their lives? They lived most of their lives in, in sin. You're tearing me apart because of things I can't do. This young man is bad. This young man smokes. This young man drinks. This young man doesn't come to the masjid. But you, how did you live your life? You're an old man now. Your life, you lived in sin. You're supposed to be much more worried about yourself. He says, you say that to me. In short, I'm not giving you advice from a high horse, from a higher platform, being a better man than you. No. I know I'm worse than you. But advice has to be given. When I sit here in front of you, I'm not the best man at all. Far from it. The majority of you are much better than me. But this is either I need, either you need, either we all need. I think we've run out of time. Maybe we can continue this manbuma, inshallah, this coming Wednesday. أقول ما تسمعون واستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم سائر المسلمين فاستغفروه فهو أهل التقوى وأهل المغفرة. Sorry, we could not log into Zoom today. Maybe next week, by the grace of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, we have some technical issues. والله تعالى أعلم صلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته.